We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Dynasty. Everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. I, as always, am your host, Eric Bertzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades. Joined by my two co-hosts, Nathan and Dan. What's going on, guys? Hi, Eric. Glad to be back. Okay, Rob, Dan. Man, that's that, that's that's a that's a fun intro. Um, I'm going to say I'm glad to be back, and we're rocking and rolling, and we're we're just showing how we are such a great podcast that we're going to talk about some news later on that happened ten days ago. So that's really good. Uh, no, no, to be fair, like we we recorded last Thursday and then the news broke like a day later that like Zeke was going to be suspended, like all the trades. So I like stuffed, I don't know if you guys even listened to the pod, but I stuffed like a five minute explanation of what I would do as far as dynasty values go. So I mean, listen- basically all of your opinions were wrong. They They're were exactly wrong. right. Um, but uh, all right, I digress. So we have a fantastic guest, uh, one of literally my favorite people to listen to on on my podcasts, uh, it's we're joined by Dynasty Rich, Rich Dotson. What's going on, man? Hey, man, finally. I've been sitting here for months upon months waiting for you guys to invite me on. <laughs> sitting here in front of my computer, and I'm finally <laughs> on. So, fine. All these aches and pains will be going away when I can finally get up and move after this. Yes, all right. Well, man, that must have been tough just, uh, you know, telling us telling us uh, it's going to be two more weeks over, over the Twitter DMs, man. That's uh, <laughs> uh, It must have been just soul, soul crushing for you. Well, I'm finally here, and I'm I'm really happy to be on with you guys. I, yeah. I said one of my uh, favorite uh, people to converse with on uh, Twitter. So finally, good to be able to talk to you in person. Yeah, and you're and like I said, you're one of my favorite podcasts. That is no that is no BS. Uh, the top of the listens. Uh, if you guys don't listen to the Dynasty Nerds podcast, uh, I would strongly recommend you do so. Uh, also, Rich owns DynastyNerds.com, runs the thing. Uh, it's free Dynasty content. So uh, if you're out looking for additional Dynasty content, if you want a second podcast to listen to, his is a great compliment to our podcast. They're, <laughs> they're, they're silly there, too, and probably smarter. Actually, they're definitely smarter. So, uh, no being number two. We have no problem being number two. <laughs> number two every day. I'm pretty sure in the ratings, we are the number two, my friend. We are the number two. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to do some, uh, some Dynasty chat today, uh, as always. And we are going to talk about some of our deep stashes for this upcoming Dynasty League. Uh, basically, um, not necessarily buy lows, but guys that we are um, throwing on our benches if we've got large, um, 
large rosters <laughs> and we're, you know, we're, we're, yeah, if we have large something. A convenient pause there. Yeah, it's, I try to keep it. Uh, I try to keep the listeners guessing what's coming next. My uh, so, is the only thing large I got going on in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, and and I believe on your pod, uh, you informed everybody that it was it was a pretty quick one too, huh, Rich? Every night, every <laughs> night. Well, efficiency is key. Once a once a week. <laughs> Uh, so we are going to we're going to talk deep stashes, and then uh, we are going to play two truths and a lie, um, and we are going to talk about the players uh, in two truths and a lie that uh, all these big news cycles happen to. Um, so we are going to talk about J J Matt Jordan Matthews, uh, Tyrod, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and then Sammy Watkins. So uh, players directly impacted by uh, by the moves, and players that were literally involved in the moves. Uh, so before we get into that. Uh, I just want to let everybody know you can get a listener's only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass. That's through the NFL Podcast homepage at Rotoviz. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, now's your opportunity to get in for a discounted price for the upcoming season. Uh, it is the, the Rotoviz content is fantastic. So uh, your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our content and it also helps support the pod. So uh, you can contact us via email. That's at rotovizradio at gmail.com or on Twitter at rotovizradio. Uh, with that, Oh no! I almost did it, Nathan. You, just, uh, you almost said it. All right, my crutch, my crutch was avoided, and let's get into the show. All right, tonight in our first segment, we're going to be talking about some deep dynasty stashes, and I will like actually British, off, All right, Nathan, that was like a you're like all right, all righty, mate. Uh, no. there, there, there we go, Australian. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, not British. It was British before. Now it's Australian. This, this isn't dynasty courtroom. This is dynasty stashes. And my stash that I'm looking at, and so the, uh, people who have been listening to the pod for a year, year and a half now, they will know that I called the shot on Tyree Kill uh, last year as a waiver wire pickup in August. Eric and Dan, they, they said I was an idiot, said I was a waste of my time. No, we said, who are who is that? Who are you talking no, about? No, I got said. I got actually angry with him when he <laughs> when he recommended that because of the whole pregnant girlfriend thing and and all of that. I was I was physically angry. I'm like, we're not talking about that. And then of course he blows up. Yes. Well, my pick to be this week's uh I mean this year's uh Tyree Kill on the field is Chad Hansen. Um, it, it's a matter of going to the NFL draft and the draft stock that you can look at, you know, who is picked in the third, fourth, and fifth round. And most of the time, guys who are picked there end up being, you know, late second, early third round rookie draft picks. But when a guy is picked in the fourth round, you know, top 120 range of the NFL draft, and he ends up going undrafted or late fourth, early fifth round of, of rookie drafts that go that deep, that's the type of target that I'm looking for to become the, the possibly the next Tyree kill. And then the other thing with Hanson is that obviously the Jets' uh, depth chart is a mess. Quincy Anuma is out for the year. Uh, Robbie Anderson might get suspended, uh, and, and if he isn't, then he's maybe not even that good. So I, I like Chad Hanson a lot as a, as a stash. He had uh, 92 catches for 1249 and 11 touchdowns in his uh, final season at Cal. So, I mean, he's a guy that didn't really do anything prior to that, but, you know, he, he showed some flashes, and now he's on a team with uh, Baron depth chart. What, what is – I mean, like, as a guy who doesn't even know who that is and is in Dynasty pretty <laughs> heavily, um, so I guess what comps, are we, what comps are we talking about for this Chad Hansen fellow? Tyree Kill. There you go. All right. That's it, huh? I love Chad <laughs> Hansen, man. I'm, I'm right with you. I? Yeah, I guess yeah, he I was guess, on my short list. Uh, Rich, where would you, I guess, where's, where in your mind, if you're in a dynasty draft, are you just like in the fourth round, just throwing a dart at the wall kind of guy, or is he like, you're reaching up a little bit further than that? Well, I mean, if you've been listening to my podcast, I've been uh, talking about Chad Hansen now for a couple months as well. And I know, like Nate said, you know, he's only had that one year at Cal, but you know, a guy that runs a four, five, three, who's six, two, you know, two Oh two on a team that's completely decimated with lots of opportunity to grow there. He does have a lot of upside. So like, when you look at somebody as a stash, he's like the perfect guy that if you get him in the fourth round of your rookie draft this year, and if you're doing a startup or something along those lines, I mean, you can get him for almost free. And sure. the upside there, opportunity, because we all know, a lot of times it's just opportunity in the NFL. Just to even get that opportunity could be something that's hard to come by. And this guy's definitely in line because he has no competition. Now with a new one out there, I mean, you have Robbie Anderson who's looking okay, but I mean – we might see this year some flashes of Chad Hansen. So I love him as a deep stash. All right. I, I, I can't argue with that. Dan, throw your deep stash out there, man. 
<laughs> well, I, I've got a couple. I'm going to start with um, one that I'd, I'd probably be more targeting in like a, a tight end premium or a really deep, like super deep league. And that's Ricky Seals Jones, um, wide receiver convert, new tight end, Arizona Cardinals. Um, they've got nothing there. And I mean, historically, they don't really use tight end all that much. You know, Jermaine Gresham's on the roster. They have like Troy Nicholas, who is a blocker. <laughs> um, but dude's kind of a freak, and he's been playing all right in the preseason. So I think if it's a tight end premium type league or you have tons of roster spots and you just need to fill them, I think that's somebody who could really have a lot of upside and just kind of sit there, whether it's on a taxi or actually on your roster. I think that the number one complaint that people have about those who play in Debbie leagues is that we end up caring about the Ricky Seals Jones of the world. Ricky <laughs> Seals Jones was a Debbie prospect like three years ago. <laughs> so, but he know, converted, man. He converted and he's, he's looking sharp out there. Yeah. He, he, he That has to be a 30 plus roster spot league for me to even consider Ricky Seals Jones, but because I'm a Debbie guy, I'll, I'll, I'll respect it because he was a Debbie pick. <laughs> I knew you'd like it. Um, so my actual like stashes or sleepers, I guess if we want to go that route. I've talked about Brandon Oliver on this podcast as a sleeper yeah. for like a year You're still and a half. On that I'm train, not going to go there. All right. No, I'm not going to go there, even though he still is. Um, <laughs> as far as as far as like a sleeper, I'm going to go Jeremy Curley. There's there's going to be a lot of passes thrown in San Francisco because that team's just pretty much atrocious. And, I mean, he produced all right last year, and they have Pierre Garçon now, but they also have a much better quarterback in Brian Hoyer. So I think they're going to be throwing a lot. I think I think he's in, kind of set up nice to be a slot guy there, uh, assuming health. You know, he might have to battle with Marquise Goodwin a little bit as, you know, he, he's kind of the flash-in-the-pan guy. But I think Curley could really bring some nice end-of-bench depth and, and bring in some points to a team in need on a bye week or an injury. I guess, Rich, let me ask you how you feel about Brian Hoyer as a uh, as a, a really self-proclaimed Browns fan. Uh, Brian Hoyer, to me, is a guy that's solid. Uh, he's a really good backup that could spot start. This year, I'm actually a little bit, if I had Brian Hoyer, I'd be a little excited about it. I got him and Scott Fishbowl, and I'm excited about it because Kyle Shanahan has a history of first-year quarterbacks coming out and having success. Having Pierre Garçon does give him a solid receiver to go deep with. They're probably going to be behind a lot of games playing some catch-up as well. So I think this is a great year to have Brian Hoyer on your roster. I mean, anytime you have a guy to start Brian Hoyer, you're in a pretty good position. Speaking of deep stashes, uh, in your in your two QB leagues, he's probably not out there. But uh, if you do need a spot starter, that's somebody you could throw on the end of a bench uh, if you are super light at quarterback as well. The curly, the curly pick's interesting, Dan. I mean, I, I've kind of been I've kind of been on the bandwagon where Garzon was a value for a long time, and now I'm kind of like, whoa, why is Garzon worth uh, an early second round pick or mid second round pick now? Uh, so maybe this is kind of the hedge against that if you're if you're a guy with Garzon. Um, you know, I, I don't love to hedge, but I guess you could go that route. Uh, it's more of a Shanahan thing, you know. He he really does like to lean on his his top guy. But at the same time, if you look at his past, there's always that secondary option that brings in enough to be worthwhile and to have, you know, as a backup plan. Maybe Garcon does go down. I don't think Curly would be the one there. They have some other sure. bodies, some other youth. But I, I think I mean, he's who, a nice. Who else is the other? Who are the other bodies there? I mean, they're yeah, it's all youth, right? Well, Mar- uh, Marquise Goodwin, um, and then you've got um, like DeAndre Smelter, who's just yeah. a monster of a human being. Um, but never but gonna happen. You know, sure. Uh, Trent Taylor. Uh, he might be a good slot guy in, in the near future, but there's really not much. I think Curly being there, uh, it just might be some free points. Because he was productive. I mean, I remember a couple of weeks where he had he had nearly double digit target or catches rather, uh, and then he ended up getting injured last year, as I recall. Yeah, he got peppered a few weeks. Yeah, and I mean that was like he was like the DFS free play for you know, 20 PPR points on like DraftKings. So uh, this podcast not sponsored by DraftKings, but you can, you can ring our phone if you want. <laughs> <That'd be fun. laughs> um, all right. Do you have any, do you have any others? There were two, there were two listed there, Dan, you want to just hog this entire section? No, no, let's move. Let's move. Let's give somebody else the microphone. Yeah, time. I, I want to give Rich the microphone and see who, he, who he's stashing. I don't know. Like sometimes it's so hard sometimes to like get a deep stash guy just because, in Dynasty One, it's kind of hard to have players that nobody knows about, anyways. Right, like Ricky Seal over there, you know, the only Seal. Yeah, I, know. I was about to say we don't have to name people who nobody knows. I mean, to me, the way I look at deep stashes, I'm looking at like late round second second play, you know, players that were taken last year, 
late round players this year. I mean, is Donnell Pumphrey? Is he a is he a deep uh, stand? Yeah, you st- you uh, stole. That was going to be my guy. So you, you, we can we can pivot into him. But yeah, yeah. I would consider him a deep stash. He's. I mean, we're I mean, talking about guys all time leading rusher uh, who's going to mimic his game after Darren Sproles. I mean, what a good spot to be in. I mean, he's somebody for all those rookie running backs. I kind of want to stash at the back end of my roster. Well, there's also shining reports of him out of camp too, which I think I think it's interesting because we, we've kind of had a we've kind of had a conversation about like how to interpret camp reports, and uh, it's like if there's smoke after smoke after smoke, there's probably fire coming down the line. And this is like a guy where I think he's in a PBR league, especially he's the kind of guy that's essentially free uh, that you can you can have on your roster who could actually be productive this year. Yeah, it's somebody that you can sit on, and it's weird when people say free agency. Cause I don't know how you guys run your leagues too, but like we try to design our leagues where we have 30 man rosters and you own the rights yeah. to rookies for two years. So for us, we've got to pick people off the waiver wires, like slim to none to happen. But I know I understand a lot of people don't do that. So yeah, like a guy like that, that are like fourth round, fifth round rookie picks. And a lot of people's drafts are on people's, you know, waiver wires. Yeah. And I, Rich, I, th- I think that it's worth mentioning because you, you, you're long running league. How long has the dynasty nerds league been running? Like 12 uh, years, 15 years, I believe. Good Lord. Uh, so it's been running 15 years. And, and the format, I think, is super interesting for developing developing players. And you've talked about it on your pod where uh, you're having just huge rosters and then also the rights to rookies and letting them develop. Um, actually, I just started a live a live draft league in Denver where we basically implemented those exact rules. A uh, little bit shallower rosters, but basically you can keep guys on your taxi squad if you don't promote them for two years without – it's an unlimited taxi squad. So uh, it's something that's – a super cool way to do a dynasty. And that's probably the, the purest way to do a dynasty. Um, is like that Over the years, we've like, after tinkering with it for so long, we can, I think we established those rules maybe like six, seven years ago, but we've, that's what we've come to the conclusion, the best way to run our leagues that we think gives you the most ultimate satisfaction in the end of building a team. Cause again, I mean, when you play dynasty, isn't the whole thing, the mold your own image of a team, not just to get lucky off the waiver wire. I mean, that's for redraft. So you know, the deeper the roster, the, the least amount of free agency. And again, I mean, you're at dynasty trades. It's, you want to push trades and rookie drafts. So I guess, do you guys have anything to add on Pumphreys, Nathan or Dan? No. Uh, I, I think he's a late. He's, he's, I mean, he's worth a stash, I guess, but I, I don't see him having the upside to contribute year one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's totally fair, but you're getting him at such a price tag that if you can stash him, that that's not the end of the world if he doesn't contribute. Um, I'll throw out a name, and it's somebody who's kind of been a, a darling and certainly is not an unknown person who's pretty much drafted in every single rookie draft. Um, and actually, I just saw a positive blurb about him, and I was hoping to you know like continue sneaking him on all my teams. But Josh Reynolds of the uh, of the Rams is a player who who really piques my interest as far as a player with high upside that you can stash for essentially free. Uh, yeah, he was a target of mine uh, definitely early on in in dynasty drafts. You know, right after right after the NFL draft happened and in the month following or so, I, I was kind of targeting him just about as many times as I could um, throughout all of my leagues in that that third round, you know, fourth early fourth range. Just you know, you pile those picks up as throw-ins from other trades, and it's easy to take shots on guys like that because there is that big time upside. And there, at the time, there wasn't a lot in LA. Now you know, Cooper Cup. You have Sammy Watkins there. Um, so it, it changes things a little bit, but I still think as we're looking at stashes, he kind of fits that build nicely. Yeah, he does everything different than those guys that you mentioned. You know, being, he's, he's lean, but he's, he, he's, he's tall, he's fast. He's that big vertical thread that could be in there for the, uh, for the Rams. Runs a 4-5-2. You know, he had the third most touchdowns in SEC history, so he can score the football as well. I think Josh Reynolds is a real good stash. Yeah, and I mean, what what valuation? I guess let's let's go through the stashes here. And as far as valuations for picking up these players, what are we? What would be your max that you'd be willing to to pay for a Josh Reynolds if he's on somebody's roster? I'd give a projected mid eighteen third. Oh, that's high. Yeah, yeah, I'd go I'd go random eighteen third. It doesn't or random future third. It doesn't. You know, I don't think you're going to get much better of a dart throw because of what he brings to the table. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, the third, I agree with Rich. the The third seems the third seems a little high, but I guess I actually I drafted him in one of my one of my high stakes leagues and immediately got offered two thirds for the like the very. I think I got him at the three twelve, and uh, I immediately got offered. 
for two thirds form in, in response to that. So yeah, if you like Josh Reynolds, I mean, you could like, yeah, right now you probably would have to pay a third because we just had a rookie draft not too long ago. But by the end of this season, if we go into the fall, and we're talking next year's class. I bet you can get Josh Reynolds cheaper because he ain't going to do anything this year whatsoever. So he's going to kind of fall off that radar just a little bit enough where you probably can get him a little bit cheaper. I think, I think you guys are overestimating the trade value of a future third round rookie pick a little bit. Um, I mean, a guy who was taken in the mid-third of a rookie draft, yes, they brought in Sammy Watkins, but it's not like his value is absolutely plummeted. It's, it's more of just there's less of a window of, okay, how it, there's not, less of a chance that he pre- contributes year one, um, but, you know, he, he's, he still is pretty much the same prospect he was before Sammy Watkins came in. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to contribute all this year. I mean, they have Tavon Austin as their deep threat out there. Uh, Robert Woods is going to play. Sammy's going to play. Uh yeah, you got yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I was I was about to, you know, say, yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of Reynolds right now at, at his price. But if I can get him for basically what I paid for him, but you know, wait a year on it, I'll do that. Now, I don't, I don't think that he's, you know, worth less than a fourth round rookie pick or anything like that. That's fair. That's fair. Anybody else got any deep stashes? Anybody who just have a? I mean, the other stash that I have is not really that deep, and um, it's it's actually on the. It was when I was thinking about this segment, I was listening to Rich's show on my drive home. Uh, losing my mind, by the way, laughing in my car, nearly crashing it as you're like blurting out things uh, at Dynasty Mad. It was awesome. Uh, but you actually stole one of my stashes. You guys talked about Mike Wallace as a player who's a really, it's certainly not that deep, but somebody who's definitely frowned on by Dynasty Twitter, um, who's not that sexy of a name you could get for second round valuation. I'd say at, at I, I can't imagine that uh, even an early second uh that, that's probably too much for Mike Wallace as far as Dynasty Twitter goes, but that's something that I think gives you production this year and, and potentially even next. Yeah, I mean, he's had, in, out of his last eight seasons, seven of them, seven of his last eight seasons have been top 28 finishes for Mike Wallace. I mean, fits what Joe Flacco does perfectly there. They have no tight yeah, end. Yeah, I, think my, I don't know who plays tight end for him at this point. Uh, <laughs> well, Max Williams had a couple good catches uh, tonight on Thursday. Yeah, what was the tonight? He yeah. does, in fact, have two knees. I forgot. I thought he was a unicorn. I can't even believe he exists. <laughs> yeah, he makes. He finally think, makes the field. Yeah, I heard, his, I heard his knee was a little bit more out, so I'm glad he played. Yeah. Him and Laquan Treadwell are both complete ghosts. Need something, yeah. Need something out there, yeah. But Mike Wallace, yeah, I wouldn't. That's weird. It's it's funny that even they mention him as like almost of a stash when he should literally be starting on teams. I mean, if he a top twenty eight, that's a low end. Uh, that's a high end wide receiver three and. As far as I know, most teams start three wide receivers, so wide receiver three sounds pretty damn sexy to me. Yeah, and it's the total disconnect between because in redraft he is going to be drafted. He's probably drafted in like the the sixth to eighth round uh, of a redraft league, but that's kind of the disconnect of dynasty and redraft in that case. Where um, and I don't even think he's that old. What is he? He maybe is thirty off the top of my head, um, and he's one of those guys that it's like okay in dynasty. He's got two years left probably, um, and that's for paying a very cheap valuation. If you can get him for a third, that that's literally stealing. Isn't it? I mean, if you're, uh, like Ted Ginn falls in that category too, and it's funny yeah. too. I always talk about this as well when it comes to dynasty, where people are like, "Oh man, he's only got two years left of you know quality production." It's like, dude, that's two years. That's two titles. That's two titles you can win. So many people <laughs> are like when they look at dynasty, like, "Oh, I need eight years of production." Like, who the hell is giving you eight years of production? I'm the norm. Those guys are like, there's like 16 guys in the entire NFL that you can count on like that. Like, I'll take two, three years of guys every day of the week. That's why we say hashtag two to three year windows for these running backs because so many people are like, oh, I need seven years of production. Dude, give me two titles in a row and I'm going to be one happy camper. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, we, we are of the same mind in that sense because, uh, you know, you were getting eight years of production out of Trent Richardson uh, the second year after he came out. You're getting. I mean, Todd Gurley right now might be falling into that category too. I don't personally agree with that, but <laughs> that just shows how quick, how quickly that see people Nathan can fall. Eyes. Eyes. <laughs> What's that? Nathan rolled his eyes so hard they almost went out his window. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on to the next segment. Hold on, uh, hold on. Hold on. Right, I got go some ahead. rebuttal on this on this Mike Wallace business. Oh, you're um, not into the Mike Wallace business. You know what? I was all over it to start the off season, buying <laughs> everywhere as much as I could. So now we've got Jeremy Macklin in town. We've got a potentially healthy Brashad Perriman. But now you have... Is that really of, true? He's potentially healthy? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, it, it I don't think... Yeah. He's an like, enigma. That's not true. 
Rashad but, Perryman is hurt right now. He's hurt. Perfect. <laughs> He's that grade two hammy. He's out for a month or until at least week one. You know who else is hurt? The only person that matters in this equation, that's Joe Flacco. It, I'm almost going to guarantee that he misses at least a couple weeks of the season. They've been way too eerily optimistic about him. Same thing with Andrew Luck and Indy. Is he's not all right? It's it's going to be a gong show there for a bit until he gets back 100. percent Well, now my feelings are hurt too. <laughs> <laughs> I have this weird stretch of of arguing with people that are significantly smarter than me, but I have to do it once. No, yeah. that, that Joe Flacco takes pretty strong. Uh, like you said, if he misses time because if Ryan Malice back there, oh. Football yep. game, game over. Then I vote on everybody. Colin Kaepernick will be called if that's what's happening. It's gonna, oh, uh, you better hope yeah, so. I mean, Ryan Mallett probably wins the award for best quarterback <laughs> while intoxicated. Honestly, probably <laughs> what he does. like right behind, like Ryan Leafs. Like, no, no, wait, let me hold my beer. But no, no, he's <laughs> he's right there. Jesus, Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf mentioned in 2017. Yeah, got it down, folks. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens may be lost without Joe Flacco, but you know what the trade cast will be lost without? RealitySportsOnline.com. I knew that was coming. Have you ever wished you could be an NFL general manager? Well, now you can, thanks to Reality Sports Online, a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. Reality Sports Online was created by former NFL front office personnel and features a revolutionary free agency auction room, which mimics NFL free agency enabling fantasy owners to negotiate and sign the NFL's top talent to single- or multi-year contracts. The platform can host up to 32 teams and has tons of other cool features in addition to free agency, like a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, injury reserve, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Test your general manager skills today. Yes, your skills, Dan. Your skills, Eric. Test those skills with our 14-day trial at realitysports.com. If you like what you see, use the promo code TradeCast10 to receive a 10% discount on your team today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. All right, and we'll be right back after this message. Okay, and welcome back. We are now going to play two truths and one lie uh, on all of the players who had big news on them this past week. Uh, So I'll kick over to Nathan, who has Jordan Matthews. All right, here are some facts about Jordan Matthews and one lie. Jordan Matthews is the all-time SEC receiving leader in yardage. He has 22% of the Eagles receiving yards during his career. And his yards per catch has increased in each NFL season so far. All right, what was the first one, Nathan? He is the all-time SEC receiving leader in yards. I feel like you're trying to rope-a-dope me. Uh, his, I'll go with his yards per catch have gone up each year is the lie. Man, I know nothing about Jordan Matthews. <laughs> um, uh, all-time SEC leader seemed, in yardage? I feel like it's bait. Don't take it. It's definitely uh, bait. I, I feel like that's true. <laughs> I, think, I don't know why that kind of sticks with me for a little bit. but I feel like it's bait. I agree. Rich, yeah. Rich, Rich, already, Rich can just pull from the, the vast knowledge that he has. So that's, kind of, that's actually kind of cheating, come to think of it. And the, the, middle, the, middle, one, the middle one was 22% of the Eagles receiving yards in, in the last three years during his career. Yeah, that's that's just a that's a fact. I'm with Eric. I'm going to go with the last one. Yeah. Was that was that the one he got? He's gained more yards every single year. No, more yards per catch. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll ride the coach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's coming in. And my history as it being a terrible liar that people can always detect continues because yeah. that was the lie. Yep, you're you're a bad poker player. You got to balance that range, man. All right. Well, let's talk about some Jordan Matthews real quick. As a result of the trade, uh, his Rotoviz calculator uh, trade calculator score is at 18 right now. That is on a scale of zero to 100. Um, in comparison, guys like Odell Beckham are around that 93 range. So basically, it's like four Jordan Matthews to get one Odell Beckham. I would not. That's that's I believe as Rich calls it a turd sandwich. If I if I believe, <laughs> if, I, if I know correctly. But um, I don't think that Jordan Matthews is a turd sandwich right now. Um, I mean, we'll talk about uh, Tyron. Four for Odell is. What? I said four for Odell would be a turd sandwich. Yes, yes. I would not be trading <laughs> Odell for, for, for Jordan Matthews. But I do think that Jordan Matthews is an interesting buy right now. I think that his stock has dropped going because people look at the thing, oh, the Eagles gave up on him by trading him to, to Buffalo. And I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think it's more of the case of um, just trading a guy that's on his contract years goodness 
Well, it's not like they gave him away. They got Ron Darby. Yeah, they. I mean, true. So basically, I, I like Jordan Matthews a lot. You know, entering free agency. Hopefully, he doesn't stay with Buffalo because I'm not a huge Tyron fan long, long term. But I, I do think that um, he's a solid buy right now, especially if he's you know at that 18 price range. Yeah, as far as uh, as far as my take on him, I already gave it. But I think I think it could be a nice fit with Tyrod slot slot receiver for a guy who really likes and covets that uh that ability to bail out and in broken plays. I, I think he's I think he's a nice fit for Tyrod. Yeah, Tyrod the the Bills in general, but uh, mostly Tyrod worked worked best with interior guys. I mean, you see you, when you watch Tyrod, there's a lot of times when he just he doesn't really take the chance and he, he, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over a ton. He's, he's kind of restra- he, he kind of restrains himself from taking the big shots. You know, we saw those big highlight plays with Sammy um, yeah. the last couple of years, but it, it's, you know, he protects the ball and he doesn't take chances. It's just kind of a whole hum unless he takes off with his feet. So I think having, you know, having uh, J Matt there, having Bolden there really works with Tyrod a lot. So I actually really like J Matt, especially at this valuation. Um, I, I think if you can go out and get him for that, I'd be more than happy doing so as your wide receiver four or something. Rich, do you want to do your Jordan Matthews impression? <laughs> hey, 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 guys. I'm so glad you traded for me. Just got here about, what, five minutes ago? Oh, my God, I'm hurt. Oh, my sternum. Oh, somebody call 911. That's amazing. Oh yeah. He chipped his sternum and is not out for the season. As a human, I mean, just like if your buddy chipped his sternum, you'd be like, "Dude, I am, I am very sorry that your entire life is now ruined." But like, I didn't even know you could chip your sternum. I didn't even know it was even possible. I, even I don't even know what a sternum is. Nathan's <laughs> <laughs> the teacher out of the group. Shame on you, Nathan. <laughs> for for those of you golf fiends, um, Brant Snedeker is also out indefinitely with a sternum issue. So um, thoughts thoughts to Brant Snedeker. Thanks. And that is your, yep, your, your local golf pro is now telling you how he's now invading my podcast. Perfect. That's great, Dan. Thank you for that. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to Dan's player here. Um, why don't you give us your two truths and a lie on your, your boy? All right. Mr. Tyrod Taylor. So Who in I high love. school, <laughs> we Virginia all love Tech. Tyrod, except for Nathan, because he's weird. That's my college um, quarterback, man. That's my quarterback, dog. You're a Vault Tech guy. You're a Hokie. Hey, he was, okay, he's actually my quarterback. Sweet. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, in high school, <laughs> go ahead. All right. Uh, in high school, Tyrod ran for almost twice as many yards as he threw for in his entire career after transitioning to QB from running back his senior year. Next fact: only ten quarterbacks have ever thrown for three thousand yards and rushed for five fifty in a season. Five have done it twice, or at least twice. Tyrod is one of those guys. And the final fact, he owns the Buffalo Bills single game completion percentage record of 91.7%. All right, the lie is the 91.7% because that's definitely Fitzmagic who has that one. Mm. Okay. I can, I can repeat any if you need. Yeah, well, I mean, Nathan seems too confident. That's not that's nerve-wracking. I might have to ride his coattails, but that's dangerous business. No, tell me, tell me the first two again. Uh, the Quickly. first one was in high school, Tyrod ran for almost twice as many yards as he threw for in his career after transitioning from quarterback to running back his senior year. The next one was only 10 quarterbacks have ever thrown for 3,000 and rushed for 550 in a single season. Five have done it more than two times. Tyrod is one of them. All right, I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on the second. And the reason being is I think you're fudging stats. So I think it's close to that, but not exactly right. Okay, Rich? Yeah, I, man, I'm terrible at this game. Uh, <laughs> I would feel you, you rattle those stats off like you read them off a piece of paper. So I'd have to say that's true. And the 90, and I thought I heard Tyrod had like one of the highest Buffalo Bills percentage things. So I don't even remember what you said the first time around. So I'm going to go with the first one. <laughs> All right. Across the board, we have a buckshot situation here. You guys, you guys spread it out. You got, you got it covered. Um, actually, Rich won. The lie was the high school one. So he actually played quarterback all four years, and he actually <laughs> threw for twice as many yards as he rushed for. So it was all sorts of lies built into one. I'm a natural. That's that's You're very well good. Done. At this. All right. Uh, well, I've got. Oh, I guess let's talk about his value real quick. I'll, I'll just go ahead and throw it out there that I've always been a Tyrod believer. Um, I'm it, I'm in complete homer status. So uh, he's been he was like a stellar college quarterback who 
brought Virginia Tech men, many glories, and by that I mean bowl game wins, nothing that sexy. Um, but he's he's the guy who I've always kind of believed in. Uh, and when he when he was playing for that Bills starting job, I kind of believed in him to take it over. So Bills don't seem to love him, but uh, I, I really don't see that many flaws in his game. And I think he's at least he's an, he's an above average NFL quarterback, and he is a well above average fantasy quarterback. So he's he's always a guy I want on my team. This may not make sense uh, in the post Sammy Watkins news with Tyrod, but his Rotovis trade calculator price, it's at 10 out of 100 at one QB, 27 out of 100 in two QB. And I'm much more of a buyer at that one quarterback price because I'm less worried about the future when it comes to one quarterback leagues because you can always find a replacement in the rookie draft or trade a mid second, late second round rookie pick for a veteran. So I'm not as willing to, you know, make the long-term investment at that 27 out of 100 valuation in two quarterback leagues, but I'm fine with investing him uh, in one quarterback. That's fair. Um, I mean, obviously that that one quarterback price seems pretty low, but quarterbacks in general are obviously lower in in one QB. Um, I'm all in on Tyrod this year. I I think – I think we're going to see him kind of really blow up, not not necessarily like go crazy in like QB one overall uh, or anything like that, but he's coming off the board in that like QB 18 to 20 range. And that just feels really low to me. Um, I've got him as a, as a high end QB two, I believe uh, maybe even a low end one in, in my overall yeah. dynasty stuff. So I, you know, I, I just, I like what he brings to the field. He's got that, that rushing upside, which is huge. The floor is at like like what I ever, whatever I mentioned in, in my two truths and a lie of like 550 yards plus like six more touchdowns off of that. He doesn't turn it over. It's, it seems like he's kind of foolproof for a floor at least. I like Tyrod. I'm somewhat, here's what I'm worried about Tyrod. You know, the long-term commitment by the Bills. Yeah. The loss of Sammy Watkins. Now his receivers are, you know, Anquan Bolden, Zay Jones, Jordan Matthews, already got the chip sternum. You know, I like Jordan Matthews. I'm a fan of him, but he still hasn't proven anything to me yet. Anquan Bolden has, you know, we don't know what he's really going to do this year. And I'm a huge Zay Jones fan, but, you know, Zay Jones to me is more going to be down, you know, year two, year three. So what's the long-term commitment? Definitely this deep quarterback next class coming out next year in Buffalo. Uh, I think his legs are his greatest asset, but I am somewhat worried about Tyrod this year. Because I even today on my show, uh, I was talking about him being one of my sleepers for this year at the quarterback position, but I do have some, uh, I'm a little bit worried about him long-term value. Yeah. I mean, the, the, he's just a, like, he really is one of those quarterbacks that has immense upside when you start him any given week. And for that, I think he's worth a spot on your, on your roster. Cause the quarterbacks are in one QB leagues, especially one, like one, like one quarterback leagues. There's, you can have four QBs on your roster. He's the kind of guy who at least has a healing upside. If you feel like you're a dog in any given week. Uh, and I don't think that's going away, even if his situation changes, Rich. I, I don't think, like, if he gets traded to a different situation, which other than, like, I don't know, the Jets maybe come to, comes to mind uh, as being, like, <laughs> literally the worst-case possible scenario ever. Uh, but, I mean, if he gets – he ends up in a situation that, say, Kirk Cousins goes somewhere and then he gets tr- he gets traded to Washington or is a free agent, goes to Washington, something like that. I mean, that's that's the kind of deal where, like, if he ends up in an okay situation, I think I think he's already proven he can make an okay situation fantasy valuable. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, I again, I like Tyrod Taylor. It's just there's a lot of question marks there too. I mean, I traded him in uh, a month ago during a rookie draft for a second round pick to move up into the second round. Uh, in a one QB. What's that? Yeah, in for a one QB. A guy that really needed a quarterback. I gave him like my like the last pick in the third round to move up. I was I had Jameis and you know Matt Stafford, so I was okay to do it. But uh, yeah, I'm just somewhat worried. You know, definitely if he moves teams, new system, he is going to start getting up there in age at the same time. And we don't see a lot of success of quarterbacks start playing, you know, merry-go-round out there in the NFL. So I, I'd like I'd be more happy if he stays there in Buffalo and they build around Zay Jones and maybe they get another receiver, either free agency, a guy like Terrell Pryor, or some somebody else in the draft. Yeah, I mean, and and, and those are all very valid points. Uh, all right, let's move on to my guy. Uh, it is Ezekiel Elliott. So um, I couldn't find anything nice to say about Ezekiel Elliott. So I'll say nice <laughs> things about his his family. So um, oh, no. this my, truth, well. <laughs> my truth and my lies are all based around his family. I have his jersey hanging up about ten feet over from me. <laughs> all right, yeah, I guess you're an Ohio State guy, so that would be uh, that wouldn't be shocking. Uh, all right, so maybe you'll know the answers. Maybe you know his parents. Uh, maybe you're good friends. Uh, all right, so both the my two my two truths and a lie. Here we go. Both parents were collegiate athletes. 
He bought his parents a steer upon going into the NFL. His grandfather played collegiate sports as well. I know for a fact that both his parents were collegiate athletes. I know that for a fact. I don't think there's any chance he bought someone a steer. That's, <laughs> you know, it's just stupid enough where it's probably a fact and his grandpa didn't play, you know, collegiate sports, but I got to go with the steer thing just because it's so ridiculous and I want to hear you talk about it. Yeah, he's he's from St. Louis. So do they have farms in St. Louis under the Ark? I've been there once. I don't know, man. You're going to have to remember. Do his parents still live in St. Louis? That's really the question, man. That's true. Did he buy him a farm, too? Did, did the steer come with a farm? <laughs> yeah, I'd go steer, too. All right, here's my theory. Okay. Holy. His grandpa was an Olympian, or grandparent, or whichever the answer was, was an Olympian, but not a college athlete. So Eric's trying to trip us up. He bought him a steer because he's a cowboy. So grandpa Ooh. is a cliche. Wow. Nathan Ooh. thought about this. Whoa. Um, all right. Nathan, well, Nathan, Holmes pile over there. Yeah, Nathan fell into the leveling <laughs> trap that I wanted you guys to fall into, which there's no way I'm bad enough at this game to actually make up a ridiculous stat like he bought his parents <laughs> a steer. Um, and you guys, you guys actually just, just, you guys are like level one poker players where you just didn't even think about it. You're like, I have a pair. I call. Uh, so, so kudos to you. He did not buy his parents a steer. <laughs> Wait, but, I did, but I did make Nathan believe that he bought his parents a giant horned cow. So, ha-ha. <laughs> hey, that's what they do in Texas. The cowboy right, that was actually... Nice. I was like, oh, maybe he did buy him. <laughs> that's what I was going for. Well, I originally had boat written down, and I was like, no, no, boat's, boat's silly. Uh, we're going to go with something. I'm going to make him believe something completely outrageous. And, yeah, uh, boat's way more silly than steer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's like that's yeah, silly in the sense that like it's actually stupid and like kind of believable. So uh, well, that's the point. You're supposed no, to no, hide no. the lie, not just be I like. I wanted to make it. you guys believe something ridiculous, and I succeeded with Nathan. You know what's <laughs> ridiculous? Ezekiel Elliott's trade value. Uh, post <laughs> uh, I don't understand why people are still valuing him as like a first round startup pick. Uh, a, he's a running back. Um, oh, as a first round startup pick, you don't think he belongs there? No, I think he, he belongs in like the mid-second of a, a startup. Whoa. High second. Right. High second. High wow, second. I disagree. I mean, I, I'm not high on him, but he is still a late first for me. He is another domestic violence incident from being banned for life. Yeah, but the odds of that happening are slim to none. That's like that, – like, Really? How many players How many I, players have been re-suspended? Martavis Bryant has been re-suspended. Where would you take Lori on that? Where's the black has been suspended? Yeah, where would you where would you because I agree with this because I actually think that that everybody overreacts and then like the, the dynasty value of players who do this stuff like is is people overreact and then forget it even happened. And the answer is somewhere in the middle there. Uh, and, and I just feel like, like Dynasty Twitter, like Le'Veon Bell's worth everything now. Martavius Bryant's shooting up the board. Um it's 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 short-term memory, and now Ezekiel Elliott's going for free. You can get him for, like, an He's not going get... for free at all. There's been some insane trades with him, man. I saw a couple of those trades. I saw Ryan McDowell tweet some trades out that, and I was like, what the hell are people thinking making that? Like, what are you doing? Um, I, I think that any decrease in Zeke's price, for the most part, isn't factoring in the possibility of future suspension slash future banishment from the NFL – the people who are saying, "Oh, I, I dropped down Zeke," are saying, "Oh, I don't get him for six games this year." So, I, where I mean, would you take Le- where, Nate? Where would you take Le'Veon Bell? Like late first. Okay, See, but this, this is this he's, but, he's a he's a, he's no, a Le- Le'Veon Bell is is one smoke of pot away from a year suspension, not a banishment from the NFL. Yeah, but how many guys do you know? How many? Then let's just throw this out there. How many guys do you know that smoke pot and then suddenly quit and never ever touch it again ever? Like again. But, we're going down the wrong even, way. When even I, Ricky Williams didn't do that. How many guys he came back? Him? Dude, I have a couple of friends that, are, that, that have some ends with some high-profile profile athletes in baseball and in football. Uh, no names, please. But <laughs> everybody smokes weed. Everybody. <laughs> I know okay, but, in the World Series, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, he's, he's smoking. He's like, uh, you tell you sitting there saying, "Yeah, he's like eighty five percent of that major league baseball smokes weed." I'm like, "Wow, really?" He's like, 
Yeah, everybody does. He's like, what else are we going to do? We stay in hotels all day. I'm like, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> but, yes, it's very likely that the guys with weed suspensions get suspended again. But, I mean, we don't really have anything to, t- to back up the likeliness of a guy with a domestic violence suspension being suspended again. And I think completely dismissing that it could happen is a mistake. You can't just – yeah, I agree not dismissing it. I think the yeah. odds are unlikely. And we still don't even know if that's uh, even true. I mean, he wasn't even convicted on it, so we don't even know if that even really happened. It's all like Yeah, and I mean – and, and he, he's going – worth mentioning, he's going through the appeals process right now. So he'll likely get his suspension reduced, and then there's even a chance that he gets it completely, like, dismissed altogether, which I think is unlikely given the state of the NFL, but still could – could, it's in the it's in the range of possibilities. You know, Johnny Manziel uses Heisman Trophy as his blunt holder. <laughs> that is that is is that really true? That's incredible. That's a blunt holder. That is a hundred percent fact. All right. What's well, a, what's a blunt holder? That's a Heisman Trophy. Blunt. Yeah. Blunt. Oh, blunt. 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 smoke marijuana, Nathan. I, I'll, I'll explain it to you if you ever come visit Denver. All righty. Uh, to, just to further the talk on Zeke and his dynasty trade value on the Rotoviz dynasty trade calculator, which you can get with a subscription to Rotoviz, uh, it is at currently at ninety one out of one hundred. So I don't think that the calculator has really accounted for the dip post suspension news. Um, but if you can get that price for him, I'm definitely selling. Yeah, do you remember when Le'Veon Bell was suspended for six games or whatever how many games it was? Yeah, it's kind of the same exact process. Everybody's like, oh. You know, Le'Veon no. Bell, same thing. Oh, one more suspension, and he's out for the year, and everybody's training him away. I'll look at him. Everybody right. wants it's It's short-term memory loss in Dynasty. And I actually wrote an article on this with uh, with Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's like the per, like the example I used in that. And three times this happened, where he, he shot up. He was a first like a first-round startup pick, then dove down after his suspension, then shot back up to a second-round overall startup pick, dove down after his suspension, and then jumped back up to like – a third round upon reinstatement before completely busting out of the league. But it's like dynasty dynasty owners have complete memory loss on these guys being actual human beings. And they get so excited by the upside that they, that they, and, and they get so emotional and make emotional decisions. So we, I mean, we preach on this show not to make emotional dynasty decisions and let news sit for a couple of weeks before you make some type of decision, but it is, it's cyclical. So if you have Zeke and now you're worried about him, you're worried about him being a terrible human being or hitting somebody again. Uh, if you're worried about those particular items, sit on him for the next six weeks, wait for the hype to grow, and then sell him then. But it's, it's easier said than done. And how many people but, have really been suspended forever? I mean, how many people have really been kicked out of the league? Justin Blackman. And yeah, Justin, I was about Jordan. to say Justin Blackman. Yeah, that's yeah really- I mean, Justin Blackman, yeah, he got real fat and didn't even want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> he, applied for, he found donuts and cake, and he's like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's let's move on to the last one, Rich. Do you have a Do you have together two truths and a lie for Sammy yeah. Watkins? Even though I never even knew this game existed, I mean, you know, <laughs> me twenty five minutes ago. But I, you guys said, "Hey, you have Sammy Watkins for two truths and a lie," and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And you're like, "This is how it goes." I'm like, "All right." So I get, but in the manage the time this time frame, I have come up with a little something something on Sammy Watkins. Are you ready for it? Uh, we're All ready. ready. All right. Over Sammy Watkins' career, he has averaged over 16 yards per reception. In 2015, he, despite playing 13 games, he had over 1,000 yards receiving. He averages at least nine yards per attempt, per target. All right, I'm going to say the middle one is a lie, and it's going to be like off by like 987 compared to 1,000. Oh, I feel like it's one of the first. It's the first of the third that's a lie, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to go with the first one is what everybody wants to believe Sammy Watkins does. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go there. I'm going to say Sammy Watkins uh, number one is is wrong. All right, we'll cover the spread. I'll take the last one just because that seems like a pretty big number. Wow, it is a big number, but. You know, they're all very close, but Dan, you would be the winner because Sammy Watkins average has over his career averaged sixteen point one yards per reception. In two thousand fifteen, despite playing only thirteen games, he had one thousand forty three yards. And he averages actually, even though I said nine, he actually averages eight point nine yards per time. Wow. That's ridiculous. You wanna know why? Because Sammy Watkins is a damn stud. He's a damn good football player. And if you can buy him low, you need to go out there and trade for him. 
I love Sammy Watkins, and you'd be silly not to try to go out there and get him. All right, wait, wait, wait. Let me send all of your Sammy Watkins hate mail to at Dynasty Rich. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I want, I want to hear actually because that's an interesting take, Rich, and and I know you are. I know you're a Sammy Watkins guy. Uh, right now, what would be your max value? Like, what would be the max you'd be willing to pay with him going to the Rams? I assume it had to have lowered your value on him a little bit due to the uncertainty, but maybe not. I guess what what would you say your your max value would be? Yeah. Why would it? Why would it? You know, you're t- again, talking about a team that's a good defense. He's going to be the number one receiver there. Uh, you know, Jared Goff, yeah, he's the biggest concern there. But guess what? Sammy Watkins is essentially – now, Grant, they're not going to let him walk. He is a free agent after this year. So, yeah. maybe then they're going to they're tag him. Uh, but it doesn't concern me. What would I pay for him? I'd give up – wow. This, I mean, this – okay, we all agree this 2017 rookie class, beside, you know, right up there, that Odell Beckham class, one of the best we've ever seen. I'd give up – I'd give up one one for Sammy Watkins in this rookie class. In 2017's rookie class. 2017, yeah. With so Corey Davis or Fournette, whoever you want there, I'd give up one. Okay. He's that good. I mean, I just read out those numbers to you. When he is healthy, he is an excellent footballer. He knows how to separate. He can run really good routes. He has really good hands. He can get separation. Uh, Jared Goff, I mean, Jared Goff had a terrible year last year, but listen. Todd Gurley couldn't even run the ball in that offense, and Todd Gurley's not a bad running back, but in that offense, he struggled. He had no receivers last year. You're talking about Tavon Austin? That guy, you're talking about a poop sandwich? That guy, (laughs) his picture that shows up there, the highest paid poop sandwich I've ever seen. I mean, Jared Goff has had no weapons. You can't just jump on quarterbacks because they had a bad rookie year. Hell, Peyton Manning had a terrible rookie year. Derek Carr had a bad rookie year. So – and I'm not saying Jared Goff's the next second, the second coming of those guys, but yeah. you just can't jump down the first overall pick just because he had one bad year. Sammy Watkins is going to make players better, okay? So the talent is there. Sammy Watkins' talent is not a question. Hey, remember, and I know Case Keenum was the biggest factor of this, but Kenny Britt had 1,000 yards in L.A. last year. So I don't think him going to Rams is a terrible, terrible thing. A lot of these high picks in NFL draft go to really bad teams. It's on them to make them better. So if Sammy yep. Watkins is that bad, bad, is that good, he will make the Rams' offense better, and he hopefully will help Todd Gurley get a little better because that guy's on a poop sandwich roller coaster as well. Let me let me <laughs> hop in and say I, I'm not sure I'm not sure I would ever question Sammy's talent. The reason I have concerns about Sammy is the same same concerns I have when teams are willing to get rid of their seemingly studs, uh, like. Like again, it's two Trent Richardson in one in one podcast mentions, but like Trent going to a team seemed like okay, that was stealing from the stealing from the Browns. Or I'm worried about Alshon for that. There's some issue there. Uh, it, I worry that and, and Brandon Cooks is the same way. I kind of worry about these guys who get traded in these situations, and, and I worry that there's some like human issue behind that or some injury issue behind that that the team's kind of uh, smoke smoke screening gets the trade off and is, and is free of their assets. So I, I don't worry. I, again, like I said, Sammy Watkins is not the concern. I don't have anything to quantify this, but it is, it's just one of those things that like, it just kind of my spider sense tingles when these guys end up in this situation. Well, I think he's more medical for me personally. I mean, for saying, I mean, if you, we could all agree that, Hey, yeah, it's definitely not the talent. The bills yeah. could have got rid of them just on the talent alone. Uh, you know, maybe they really like Zay Jones. I really like Zay Jones and maybe sure. they want to go a different direction. They didn't want to pay him a ton of money. Maybe they don't know what they're going to do. And maybe they're really concerned about that foot. I mean, we see these foot injuries can really hold back players. But Julio overcame. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Stewart didn't overcome. So, you know, we don't know where it's going to go. And they thought, hey, we won't franchise them, and maybe we could trade them and get a quality player back. And that's what they ended up doing uh, after not signing them long term. It, right, it get- it's baffling to me about Sammy Watkins, how they let him go. Because, again, I think he's a fantastic football player. I, I I think it's interesting when you dump a, a premium asset that you paid literally a full like a pile a bounty of NFL draft picks for, and you're just like, all right, year three, I guess we're done with them. Yeah, maybe Ooh, Buffalo's no. just stupid. I mean, they need to straight Darby, <laughs> their top cornerback, away to Philly. What he what he just do tonight? Ah, just picked him off. You know, first quarter, no big deal. <laughs> So Nathan, Nathan, before you finish this up, because we all know how much you love Sammy Watkins, um, I'm going to give just a couple of quick takes about Sammy. Um, I, I actually really like the move out of Buffalo to to LA. Um, they they don't really know how to use you know deep threats. It's not really in Tyrod's game. That's we talked about it earlier. He he works better with interior wide receivers. 
Um, you know, Zay can work outside, but he's still he's he's a different kind of wide receiver than Sammy is. Um, I, I do like Sammy in LA. I think he's like we talked like you just talked about. Kenny Britt had a thousand yards there last year with terrible quarterbacking. Um, we hope that Goff grows as a rookie. I think Sammy can do some damage there. And as far as like the injury goes, you know, if it was something where it was like, well, he's hurt, let's get rid of him. You know, he's not going to pass the physical for one if, if he's really that hurt, but at the same time, maybe Buffalo just didn't know what to do with him. You know, they had Rex Ryan there and he was blowing smoke every which direction. So I think, I think that's one, one positive is getting away from any sort of coaching issues um, he gets to go to LA without Jeff Fisher, so I think it's going to be a different environment. Um, yeah, and like we talked about again, we can't argue with that talent. He's he's a world class wide receiver, and and if he's healthy, he's I mean top six probably in the NFL. Yeah, I forgot about Jeff Fisher too. He could be a whole albatross around you know Jared Goff's <laughs> neck year one. Can stare at that mustache all day long. <laughs> all right, Mason, that, finish Jeff us off Fisher. with finish us off with your elite Sammy takes. I will finish this off. I am forever the Sammy optimist, but I will say my immediate reaction to going from having Tyrod Taylor as a quarterback, who I don't love, but at least I know he can get the deep ball out and he can, you know, run a legitimate offense to going to Los Angeles with Jared Goff. It wasn't a positive reaction for me. I I, I do have some Jared Goff shares still. Um, So I was like, Oh, maybe this could resurrect Jared Goff from being absolutely terrible. But I do think this does hurt Sammy in the short term. Um, but much like we talked about last week with Allen Robinson being connected to uh, Blake Bortles, if Jared Goff is as bad as he was in the rookie season, he's not going to be a starter pass this year. Yes, they invested two first-round picks. And, yes, they don't really they can't afford to not have him as their future. But, you know, it, it's only a matter of time if you're an incompetent NFL quarterback, then the quarterback switches. Or if Sammy Watkins walks in free agency, he ends up getting a new quarterback anyway. So, um, there are many ways to where he's not locked in with Jared Goff, and there's also the possibility of maybe he you know, saves Jared Goff and makes him a legitimate quarterback. All right. On that note, I will wrap up the show with a, dyna- with a dynasty trade offer in a league I just received that is so legendarily bad. You hear that, Jason? <laughs> it's so bad that I have to call you out on the air about it. He has offered me DeMarco Murray in his third for my Allen Robinson and, and my first. What? Well, Blake Bortles, bro. Blake effing Bortles. All right. Uh, that is that is miserable. I have already hit decline. No, thank you. All right. And before we go, uh, I want to remind everybody, you can support the pod by subscribing to rating the, and rating the Rotoviz radio channel on iTunes. Do that and you'll be eligible to compete against some Rotoviz podcasters and writers in a $35 best ball league hosted by our friends over at the FFPC. Uh, the winner of each league will get a year-long Rotoviz pass. Uh, which you can also get 30% off of if you go to uh, go to our page uh, and uh, on top of a cash prize. So go to iTunes, leave a review with your name in it, then email us at rotovizradio at gmail.com to let us know that you want to be in the league, and we'll get that set up. Uh, many thanks to Dynasty Rich for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you, sir. No, it's absolutely my pleasure. I'm so glad for all these months of waiting. I finally moved. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well at least you, you can you can lock horns with nathan anytime you want so uh it was it was hopefully good to listen to there so uh thanks again for coming on the show make sure you go out and you follow dynasty rich uh you can follow him on twitter at dynasty rich you can go see his website that's dynastynerds.com and uh you can listen to him every wednesday it's the dynasty nerds dynasty podcast uh, you can find that on itunes same places you can find our our podcast you can find his so uh thanks again for coming on the show and for nathan dan and myself we will catch up with you guys next week Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.